This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight champion. 93-7, the ticket veteran and Ortega connoisseur, Jake Bakoven. I like Ortega and I like Pepper. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. This is On the Block with Strick and Bach, and I am Jake Bachman back in Studio Strick, set to join us. Actually, today he's uh, he's traveling, air travel. He's a, he's a man of the future. No, uh, but he is traveling, so uh, just going to join us for the 5 o'clock hour, um, in which I will be off and running. I will be off and running out to uh, to watch a SmackDown in Omaha. Okay, so you are going to uh, the WWE event tonight. Oh, absolutely. I'm a big WWE fan. Or, or have you watched wrestling over your time as a... On Earth, I suppose, I, more likely as a child. My WWE experience is only the John Cena is invisible memes. <laughs> yes, very big John Cena fan. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I was aware of it in elementary school, but I can't say I've ever watched more than five minutes of WWE. Yeah, that's fair enough. Either either you kind of like it or you grew up with it and kind of kind of reminds you of your childhood, um, or you think it's silly, and it, it, it's fair either way. Um, I did bring this along, too, because I saw this. This kind of went viral. I, I showed it on the stream. You can see. Um, is a Georgia 1980 national champion Coke bottle. It's got the original Coke in there. I bought it from like a sale a couple of years ago because I'm a bit of a Georgia fan. In any case, some, uh, somebody, a uh, Georgia fan actually went viral for drinking one of these um, just uh, a few days ago, obviously after Georgia won the national championship. So it just makes me wonder what, what it would take for you to drink uh, a, a, something that's been contained for 40 years, a Coke bottle. Um, I don't think that I would do it. I, I didn't even, it didn't even cross my mind, um, to, to drink that at, at the time that Georgia won, but there are crazier fans out there than me. And that's what I said is, is I, I kind of tweeted out about it is that guy's a bigger fan than me. He wins, I, I guess, but I don't, I think I'm the winner in the long run. What do you think it would take you to drink? We got it in the studio. You can do it. Maybe if we raise enough money, uh, we can get big sky to do it. What do you think it would take for you? Uh, I'll say, $50 would make me think really hard about $50? it. $50? That's all it would take? Yeah. That's pretty good. My, my girlfriend's dad collects the old Cokes that said share a Coke with. And if he knew a person with that name, he would buy it. And he's got them all sitting on on a, like a wall somewhere. And they've all been bleached by the sun. So I have <laughs> that is a healthier looking Coke than I, I've seen. Uh, you've clearly kept it in a dark room. It's not it's not too terribly aged by the sun. Yeah. Um, those aren't too old, though. Those are how many? Those... Like three years old. Yeah, those aren't that old, but it they would, look it would be worse. Like $1,000 to make me drink one of those. The, <laughs> the, the plastic is like crushed in because the sun's warped it and stuff. Yeah, it's a... Uh, it, it, the glass bottle. I, I like the idea that the glass may be protected. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And then there... I, I You know, I don't know when, it, uh, when the, the switchover happened, but people always make the joke about... Coca-Cola from back in the day might have had some different ingredients in it. Um, I don't know what it would be from from 1980. That's a long one. And obviously, I, I could also be tricked. Maybe this isn't, you know, I just bought that. I didn't, I wasn't alive in 1980. Maybe I bought this and somebody put something different in there. Um, but it looks like Coke. Depending on uh, when that bottle of, of Coke was made, uh, it could be 20 years older than me. It's, it's either 19 or 20 years older than me. Yeah. 
so it'd be kind of cool. Maybe it'd be like somewhat refreshing for you to drink it. Would I like take the years from that that Coke and put it onto my lifespan? <laughs> would I add forty years by drinking that Coke? To a degree, I think that that's that's what it would do. It'd Elixir help of youth, right there. <laughs> I like the days, I, and they don't do it too much anymore. And maybe it's just um, the branding's got too big or whatever. But back in the day, they used to like I have a, a Nebraska nineteen seventy one, I believe, as well. A Coke bottle that was kind of that they used to like kind of celebrate championships um, or just just in general. I don't know. It was just like the soda uh, companies back then. My, my dad collected all these big eight ones that, that they used to have branded out there, all these collectibles. And I kind of wish companies would do that more. We've talked in the past about bringing back the Mountain Dew uh, NCAA tournament lids. Uh, were you old enough for that? Uh, no, and I also didn't pay attention to March Madness until I was in high school. So, oh, OK. Yeah. Well, Mountain Dew had this great campaign where you would, you know, under under the lid or at the bottom of the lid, you would screw it off and it would say a, a team name, whether it was Duke or, or Northern Arizona. I mean, you would hope that you would get a good one. And then if that team went on to win the championship, you could send it into Mountain Dew and they'd send you like a jersey of your choice or the jersey of the winner or whatever it was. I, I never won. I don't know exactly what they got. It wasn't like a million dollars because obviously there was plenty of Duke caps out there or, you know, whoever would win that year. Um, but it was really cool. And it was one of my favorite promotions. I don't know why they stopped or, or when they, when they stopped doing it, but it was just kind of helped March madness, uh, go come along. I, sad that you've never experienced that. That's my, well, that's like one of my favorite parts of, of sports, I guess. I did win a Dr. Pepper. Uh, I did win something from Dr. Pepper one time off of a cap. The, it was one, uh, just a random code one. And I think they still do uh, random code, uh, caps but it, it was uh, a string of a bunch of numbers and then the last four were you win <laughs> and what did you win uh, we won a limited edition indiana jones desktop wallpaper for our laptop oh man yeah lucky you how much yeah. is that worth today you think uh well it could be an nft i could mint it as oh that's an NFT. right i don't understand nfts all completely can't anything be an nft right as long as it's not real this microphone cannot be an nft but a picture of this microphone could be an NFT. Okay. It, it can't be fungible. <laughs> Can you, have you tried, have you thought about making an NFT? Out of, um, out of my Dr. Pepper. Out of anything, pepper. just find something that works. Why are, why are majority of the NFTs like crappily drawn it, it's a, people it's, or like eight bit things? Well, it, it's, it's the, uh, you have to understand the culture of the people that are into it. That's their art style. So the weird, the weird monkey smoking a, a cigarette with a, a beanie on is, kind of what they're into and so that's cool <laughs> i don't i think it's stupid i was like why would but you know a banana duct tape to a canvas was sold for a million dollars oh i know people are now, making so. crazy money off it snoop dogg's like i think he's like this top celebrity because celebrities have jumped into it make their nfts obviously can make very good money i think snoop dogg i looked into getting one and snoop dogg's got like a whole collection um but i don't know well it's kind of if you are trying to lead the charge on those sorts of things. You kind of need a celebrity backer like that. Yeah. Like Dogecoin has Elon Musk. And every time he tweets yes. about Dogecoin, <laughs> Dogecoin goes up. Snoop Dogg, if he tweets about NFTs, their value goes up. Yeah. I'm thinking maybe to get one out of the Snoop Dogg collection then, because maybe in, in years from now, that will be the big one. Uh, so it's, it's just all based on an art. And then like nobody are, are there. There's also like you. If, so people, if they use your NFT, do you get part of that? part of the, anything that they do uh, no the milkman just had a really funny text uh people are into smoking monkeys uh that is like the one nft i keep seeing it's like a <laughs> monkey smoking a cigarette i don't get it and uh of course whenever somebody has an nft it gets more valuable the more people like, 
it, it's it's ridiculous but they'll like post it on tiktok and they'll be like this is my nft isn't it sick and then people will screenshot it and be like cool now i own it too and they'll make it their profile <laughs> picture and everyone has this uh this one same profile picture of the monkey so i i don't have that profile picture but <laughs> that's the one i keep seeing yeah, and I don't. It's probably not healthy for monkeys. Maybe we should move past a, a time and being it's, it's, entertained it's, it's, by it's them. It's cartoon. It's well, cartoon. I know, but I mean, monkeys have been kind of picked on for years because, you know, in circuses and such, because they can do cool things like smoke. But smoking's not good for anybody. So. I think cats are taking the lead. Cat videos are <laughs> dominating. Yeah, that's true. And the, and they yeah, and with Dogecoin or just like anything, I mean, it, whether it's something small and cute, um, it it could be worth money. Just take a picture of it and find a way to. To spread it on the internet, I suppose. Well, that's the thing on TikTok. You never know what's going to go viral because you don't know what the algorithm's going to like. So post everything and just flood the market and, and find <laughs> that one viral video that you can get in the creator fund for. I think uh, there's a lot of things that uh, seem to go pretty viral on TikTok as far as, uh, you know, if you're just a good looking person, it's kind of easier to get something to go well, viral. That's, that's, that, like. that's the easy. That's the, that's the get rich quick scheme. You rate above an eight on the attractiveness scale. You're you're the uh, you're in on TikTok. Yeah, and, and you should go there and and go do it. I think everybody should try TikTok. I really from early on, I wanted to get Sip on TikTok because I think we need a Nebraska presence there. And I well, think we got Sip Go Big Ready. Is 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 that Freddie? Go Freddy. Big Freddie on TikTok. Yeah, he's uh he's from I think he's from Omaha, and he uh posts about everything in Nebraska, including the sports. But like he was talking about potholes in Omaha one time. Oh, so nice. I, I learned all about the potholes in Omaha. <laughs> well, yeah, there's potholes seems to be a problem uh, in, in the Madrid, in the bigger cities here in Nebraska, um, not just Omaha. Um, but yeah, it's kind of interesting. I did. I did want to get to this, too, um, is it's just kind of a, a question of who the tallest person you've ever seen is, because it, for two different reasons. Obviously, like I said, I've got my Undertaker shirt on. I'm going to the WWE tonight. They, it's a land of giants at times. They, they like to, to promote seven footers, even if they're like six, nine, they'll tell you they're seven foot. Um, so I just kind of go through your memory. I think, you know, I, but the tallest guy I ever saw was probably not um a, a wrestler but was uh, a purdue basketball player and that's why i'm also kind of bringing in zach Eady. uh probably not going to get a chance to see him unless you're uh, traveling to purdue because uh this game uh, is on the road but uh seven four i mean he'd be right up there i think for anybody but for me I, I think the biggest person i saw up close was isaac haas uh of course was who was with purdue a few years ago i think he uh, was ended up being like seven foot two but he was a big seven foot two like Edie's skinny Haas is like like a taller Drago is what he reminded me of. Uh, and of course, they, and, and Purdue's just always been able to get, I mean, Matt Painter somehow has a a in with a lot of seven footers. I mean, Zach Eady, of course, uh, um, what was the, the guy that they had transfer a few years ago that was pretty demonstrative. Now, Matt something, Matt Harms, um, I think he still plays for BYU. Um, but uh, I, I don't know what it is there. I mean, there's something in the in the water that Matt Painter can sell you. And I, and I, I suppose it's just a history of successfully moving, you know, seven footers around and, and getting him in the system. But uh, it, 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 I was going to have a two part question as well. Who's the tallest person you've ever seen? Who's the smallest person you've ever seen? But that's just like a baby. So that doesn't really help. I mean, I, I, I've, I, I worked with a gal on the track team who qualified as a uh, dwarf uh, for like if she wanted to apply for that scholarship. Oh, yeah. It's like the United States uh, Dwarf Association or something like that. And I don't think that it's derogatory if it's their acronym. 
So right. I apologize. No, I, I don't think it is. But that is their acronym. And so she qualified for that. And she was like 4'10". She was incredibly short. I'm like not the tallest man ever. And I felt tall around her. The tallest <laughs> guy I've ever seen was uh, my brother's middle school math teacher. Oh. Uh, he He's like a 6'8 dude. And the, the close, like I've been in the same room. Right, yeah. Very close proximity. He's like 6'8", 6'9". 300 plus pounds he played oh, uh, big guy. he played lineman for the university of montana and uh got a camp he was a camp stay with the chargers almost made it was in the final cuts but just a massive massive dude and ended up going to math <laughs> and he, he, he turned into a, he's now a principal so oh, uh, good for him yeah yeah uh, of elementary school very dude. yeah he, he could bully anybody or I, I was gonna say he could move up to high school and bully those kids around yeah and he uh he was a co-worker of my late grandmother so he uh i i i spent a lot of time i'd go visit her at her, her work and then he would be right there and his his chair was like this big and he's like spilling over and and like being very careful when he moves it around because he's such a big dude. But I've also seen Giannis. I, I went to a Bucks game one time, and yeah. he, he was a big dude as well. Were you pretty close to seating, or did you get kind of get to we go walk behind the, the court? basket? So there was one time where he had a real nice slam dunk. It was his most improved player season, so 2017. Mm. Uh, real nice dunk, uh, and then uh, that was probably the close. I think I was probably 20 feet away from him. Did you? Uh, who were they playing against? The Hawks. Oh, I was a Trey Young. No, not not Trey yet, Young. not yet. I don't even think well, Trey Young would have been at Oklahoma by that time. But okay, uh, I was a Hawks fan at the time. Came into the game Hawks fan because I liked Kyle Korver, and then left the game. I was like, you know what, I'm gonna be Bucks fan now. That's when you switched. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, Giannis hit Giannis hit a three. He went one for three from the three point line. I was like, this is the future. Giannis is the future. Well, the three pointer didn't end up being the future for him, but he does. He does. Uh, he obviously is part of the future. Uh, has has an MVP as an as a championship now. I th- I just kind of figured you were always a Bucks fan. You it, it took you going to a game to get there. Though. I, I should have been. I, I had that. Uh, my grandpa's a Bucks fan, and my brother's going to school in Milwaukee. I just wanted to. I wanted to be a Zag Zagger, you know. I was yeah. Like, uh, so it was the year they had Kyle Korver, Jeff Teague. Um, Schroeder was the backup point guard. Millsap. Yeah, Horford. They had Horford, like four, yeah. four all stars. They were the number one seed in the East, and I think they lost in the second round. And yeah. I, I was like, I'm gonna get a Kyle Korver shirt, and so I did. That was awesome. I'm a, I'm a big Kyle Korver fan, and you kind of get in trouble saying that around here too because of obviously the Creighton connection. But yeah. um, you don't have too many guys to cheer from that played the state, uh, played in the state of Nebraska, and that you watch their career closely. And Korver was obviously one of them, one of the best three point shooters of all time. Uh, very cool. Uh, very cool to see him kind of in his career play out and being able to be extended. You know, it, it seemed like the game changed for him and with him. Um, and so he was able to extend his career past where uh, probably more effective than he was early in his career. Well, he went from being traded for a fax machine on draft tonight That's to, right. uh, to having a very lengthy career in the NBA and making millions of dollars from it. So I don't think he's uh, too disappointed with the way his career went or how the game changed for him. I'll have to have Strick if he ever had to guard him. I know that he did. Uh, he guard because uh, he talks about his story about guarding AI uh, when Boston matched up with him in the final or Eastern Conference Finals. I should say. Is that that right? Did it end better for Strick than it did for Tyloo? <laughs> no. <laughs> Strick was worse, or Tyloo was worse. Well, I mean, neither. Well, I, it's hard to say. I mean, Teron Lou won the championship that year, but, he, um, but he's a viral for, moment, right? He's forever going to be remembered now um, for being stepped over. Strick, I believe, if and, and I have to ask him again, I believe that he said that they that he would have liked to been more of the defensive matchup. Like they won the previous series, 
Um, and then he kind of had some success against AI as far as, you know, success against AI can be. I mean, the guy was a, a walking bucket. So, um, you know, it's, it's just kind of containing him more than anything. But I think that later in the series, they they took him off of him a little bit. And this was when he, when he was with the Celtics. And then he thought that they, they could have beat them. Now I'm, tr- I'm trying to think that that might be the Nets. So I'd have to go back and ask him exactly which which Easter Conference final that he was a part of with the, with the Celtics. But it's kind of funny too. I asked him the other day. He says he doesn't even claim when he talks about where he played. He won't even claim Vancouver. He doesn't tell people that he played there. Yeah, I, I was listening to that while I was making the clip of the day yesterday. I thought that was funny. Yeah, that's hilarious. Because if you played in the NBA, it's kind of cool. I mean, I would I would go ahead and tell everybody you know the whole story. But he apparently didn't have a very good experience. There. But like you said, it's an iconic jersey, so you know he's got to have that in the closet somewhere. He says he doesn't. He said he got rid of them all I, uh, because he just did not enjoy his time there. I think uh, since he doesn't like him so much, I, he should probably just give give one to you and one to me. <laughs> I don't think he has any left. That's what he's saying. He's that he probably could have uh, probably could have sold one because they would be game worn Vancouver Grizzlies jerseys, which are awesome. Um, but uh, and and obviously hard to get. They're not they're not out and <laughs> they well, haven't happened for years. I but. can imagine a uh, gentleman who likes to go to functions at the University of Nebraska Lincoln uh, on Greek Row would have be very popular with the Vancouver. Uh, Grizzlies strict jersey. <laughs> Why is that? Well, it's a sick jersey. You, you, you're supposed to wear jerseys to some function. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, and, and you want a Nebraska connection, and it's a cool jersey. Oh yeah, that would be very cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he definitely could uh, could make some money there, and but uh, he just didn't enjoy it there. So maybe we can dig and maybe you can ask him a little bit more than that uh, later. I, I I've got you uh, slated. I I've to talk to you, uh, some Bucks basketball with him later. I know uh, since you're a Bucks fan, that would be kind of cool. And they're going for the repeat this year. We'll see if they can get it done. Um, but uh, we we also later in the show uh, have uh, I want to uh, get to this. I mean, I I I think that similar to my I, this is more maybe a college take than a pro take but always like if you kind of if you don't have an exceptional quarterback necessarily or an exceptional running back season to kind of look around where you could could give the mvp and this isn't anything against you know aaron Rodgers or uh or tom brady they deserve it they they do every year but maybe a tj watt tying the all-time sack record could get into the mvp conversation um i always i always think if we want to go outside of a quarterback or a running back for the award, it's basically a quarterback award um, that maybe there's a possibility to, to look around. Cooper Cup, maybe, you know, I, I think in the quarter in, in the odds for in, MVPs, he's up there. Obviously, the Steelers lack of success. despite the fact they make the playoffs probably hurt some of this case. But this, that's that's my argument all the time is that if, if especially if you don't have a year where it's just obvious that that there's a, a there's a, a quarterback that's just run you know taking over the league or you know his team's clearly the favorite going into the playoffs if there's a guy having a, an all-time season maybe consider that at a different position i hope kelsey is uh is listening right now because the very clear answer here is aaron Rodgers. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's the most valuable player award and who is valuable right now it's the man who led his team to the best record in the NFL, the number one seed in the NFC, and a bye, and we actually got to see his team play without him this year. Jordan Love, and they the the offense was anemic. All right, he 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 scored one touchdown in garbage time, and they would have needed a, a Herculean effort from Mason Crosby to win the game. And so, if you're trying to tell me that Aaron Rodgers isn't the most valuable player this year, you're dead wrong, Bach. You're you're bugging. You are bugging. <laughs> well, Aaron Rodgers has the only problem with this is that Aaron Rodgers is 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 almost like Michael Jordan back in the day or LeBron, where it's like 
that that's great. That's a great season. But they do that every year, right? They're always 13 and three. They're always, you know, he always has, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league and put his stats up there and he does again. So, I mean, yeah, certainly this could be another MVP year for Aaron Rodgers, but almost every Aaron Rodgers year. So your, could argument, be an MVP against, year. your argument against Aaron Rodgers is that he, even though he should win the MVP, he always wins MVP. So we shouldn't basically, which is what the argument against LeBron James every year and Michael Jordan every year. Or, or, you know, guys that, that kind of have those sort of numbers. It, it's not completely that, though. It's, if you look at his numbers, they're not as good as last year when he won the um, MVP. And there's a guy that tied the record for sacks. And when he and he and when he's been out, Pittsburgh hasn't been very good either. That's what I'm saying, though. They're Look, still not good, even when he's in. They barely made the playoffs. That doesn't mean they're not good. They needed they needed a te- They needed help from the Colts, and they needed help from the Raiders or Chargers, if either team would have won. Uh, but they, they, they almost missed the playoffs. They they were a missed field goal away from missing the playoffs. They were a, a decent performance from the Colts against the Jaguars away from missing the playoffs. You want the Packers were the first team to clinch. They clinched the number one seed in their conference before the final week of the season. It's Aaron Rodgers far and away, going away, going away. I know it is, but that's that's why if I just come on and say the MVP is Aaron Rodgers, I'm not making a statement. That's that's the odds on favorite. I'm just saying it, he's had a, he's had a, another great Aaron Rodgers year. Celebrate. And yes, they would be awful without Aaron Rodgers, as we know, Green Bay. Um, but I mean, they still have some help around him that's my point it's tj watt i don't know what more you want from the guy if he's you know he can't play quarterback he can't score points too much but he's got 22 and a half sacks like seven forced fumbles and he'll win defensive player of the year and 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 i think that there should be like like for the heisman is maybe we can go outside of the quarterback's got the ball all the time so he's got to be the most valuable player that's not the argument the argument is that aaron Rodgers is very clearly the most valuable player on the best team in the nfl that's right a, now. tom brady's got a chance at the mvp yeah he had a good season as well and you can certainly make the same argument that you're making for aaron Rodgers. and it's going to come down to who the it's going to come down to quarterback it's going to come down to who the voters decide was more valuable for their team and judging by the fact that aaron Rodgers was uh the ap first team all pro quarterback. It's probably going to be Aaron Rodgers over Tom Brady. Um, also, Corey on the text line, give give me a Joe Burrow MVP. Corey, you're watching too much Colin Cowherd. You need to ta- lay off the Cowherd. He's out in left field, and so are you with that Joe Burrow talk. He's a good quarterback. He's talented in the AFC, uh, but he's he's a year away from winning the MVP. Is there something wrong with the text line too today? I've heard there's a, a problem. Like I can't. Uh... Was that just earlier in the day? Nick's got your answer. Oh, Nick's got my answer. Let's see, Nick. What's yeah, wrong with the text? So, today? so earlier today at about seven oh nine, Jacob, seven seven twelve. He says, um, he says that the text line went down. It was down for probably three and a half hours or so, and then it's alive. It's back alive. It's alive. Sweet. I got a comment on this, by yeah. the way. I I assumed that people just stopped listening to the show. I said, "Wow, are we that boring or something?" <laughs> well, we had a lot of we had a lot of response, and all of a sudden, seven twelve, we get the last text, and I get nothing for the last hour. I'm like, "Okay, well, that sucks." Jeez, yeah. I checked the listeners; it looked like we had good viewership still. So I said, "Are people just not going to text today, or are they bored? Are they <laughs> cautious of their driving?" Which is always I always yeah, that's important. Too. Want you to be cautious of your driving and what you're doing, but I mean, there is nothing. But zilch, zip, nada. Yeah. I'm glad it's somewhat, it's, it's kind of back, or is it down again? 
it, it's going. It's bad. Okay. It's, it's bad. going. It's just uh, I think I have to like reload it. Yeah, or it was it was tough. Yeah, on uh, my personal laptop where I have the text line, since obviously I don't have a computer where I sit, I had to refresh the page every time I needed to look at it. Yeah. But on the actual desktop, I think it was just Rico said it was automatically refreshing. So. Oh, yeah. Well, that we'll, makes me we'll feel better. People are listening. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I, I think people are people are here. Um, it's also Friday, so I mean, it's it's a good day. Ooh, we're back with the outro music. Goosebumps, baby. Yeah, outro music's back. Goosebumps. <laughs> Big Bach guy. <laughs> Big uh, outro music. Oh yeah, outro music is. Sick. Hey, hey, I'm sorry, sorry. I know we're on the outro music, so I'm up against the clock. Real quickly, since I won't be able to talk to you, Bach, how close does Nebraska keep it tonight? Uh, I think they can keep it close. Let's say. And, you know, I think they'll lose by like 12 or something. Okay, so they cover the 20 and a half. Yeah, I like it. Good. Nick's trying to run over the <laughs> outro music again like he did last night. I didn't hear it. <laughs> it's kind of tough, but we do have the outro music back, and we do uh, have Brian Christopherson of 24-7 Sports about to join the ticket water cooler that's coming up next year on the water cooler on, on the block on 93.7 The Ticket. <laughs>